Kool-Aid drinkers, what's going on everybody? It's your host Eric Oakry, right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. I'm coming to you solo after a big Lions win in Green Bay, Wisconsin at Lambeau Field, which turned into Ford Field. I got so much to get into today. I'm going to do a recap of this ball game, try to entertain you. I've got takes, I've got nicknames, I've got some things that Chop sent in, I've got... um, Gosh, who knows? I got a preview of this game about the Carolina Panthers stepping into the Lions' den here in Detroit. So much to get into. So, before we do that, drink it in, everybody. Drink it in, man. Side of cornbread. Cornbread! We gotta make it a double. Cornbread! And, uh, yeah, man, this this is gonna be a fun show. There's no there's no doubt about it. So, I, I can't mess around. I, I just can't tell you about my day. I can't talk about the weather. <laughs> I can't uh, let you know how I'm feeling. We've got to get into some Detroit Lions, as we always do here on the pod. So let's get into this ball game, man. It, it was a Thursday night game, Amazon Prime Time. You know, everybody, this was a big ball game heading in. You, you know, I was a little bit uh, trepidatious in some ways. I know a lot of you thought, man, we're just going to go to their house, going to beat them up um, by multiple touchdowns. I heard a lot of people saying 10-plus point wins. That's a lot in the National Football League. I think that's what Chops had predicted. I thought this would be a little bit tighter ball game, but, man, the Lions came out swinging. But it, it started a little bit ugly. I mean, uh, you know, Chops' guy, quarterback number 16, there's a, there's a train name after this guy. Uh, you know, it was a bad pick to start the game. You know, just a bad read, bad throw, whatever you want to call it. But uh, you just have to love how the Lions defense responded. I mean, shut them down in four plays, basically gave up no yards, and, and made them kick a field goal. I thought that was huge. Like, usually you don't get momentum from turning the football over deep in your territory, but the Lions absolutely did. They gave it away. They stood up on defense, held them to a field goal, and then what happened after that? The Detroit <sighs> You know what I've been hearing all week from people that like never talk to me about the Lions or don't like the Lions or have hated on the Lions for years? They come up to me and go, how about those Lions? <laughs> like, it's so funny to me that everybody wants to hit me up now about Lions when uh, they've just been using them for punchlines for years. But that's what happens when you win ball games. But anyway, the Detroit Lions <laughs> um, marched down the field, seven plays. 75 yards took about three and a half minutes plus off the clock and uh, you had to love this touchdown play too 
I'm on um, You know, they had dialed this up. They had saw that Rasul Douglas and all the other Cheddarheads over there were just jumping routes left and right. And, and why, why is Green Bay's field always a slip and slide? I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. Year after year, this field is an absolute slip and slide. Guys just falling down left, right, and center. I mean, can we not water this thing down uh, multiple times before the ball game? Can we actually, like, get it right? Because I don't know what's worse, the slip and slide in Green Bay or just the atrocity of a field over there in Chicago. Um, it's it's just embarrassment, this division with, with, with the turf and the uh, conditions. But anyway... The Lions had seen, you know, that they were going to bite on these short routes. ARSB just set this up beautifully, went up, little stick, and the minute that he stopped, he just he just did a 360 spin. Uh, Douglas, imagine that, slipped, bit up on the route. Easy throw, which Jared Goff almost missed but didn't, to uh, Amon Ra. And uh, big-time touchdown to start the game. So help me in fantasy. Love to see it. Um, you know, number 14 for the Detroit Lions, an absolute D-A-W-G, continues to produce, and then I see him get in the end zone. Now, real quick before I keep rolling on this game again, I'm going to do it a bit rapid fire. Like, you guys all know that when ARSB jumps in the crowd because there's Lions fans rocking 14 in the front row, giving love, doing the Lions leap, you know it'd be a national story if a Detroit Lions fans dumped a entire beard directly onto a Packer fan at Ford Field. But here in Green Bay, they just laugh. They just think, oh, you know, those 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 uh, Packer fans are just, they're just upset. Oh, they're just having some fun. They just, you know, to, he, that guy didn't want the rest of his three-quarter full beer. He thought he'd dump it on a player. Like, that's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, how long do we get beat up here for the malice at the palace and every other little thing that happens? Yet a fan dumped an entire beverage on our star player and everybody just laughs at it, including Amon Ra. Um, you know, we, we, we just roll with it. But you know that would have been a national story of what horrible fans we have, how despicable that is. How could you do that? Why is the guy not thrown out? Did you invoke his season tickets for the rest of his life? But no, it's just a fun visual uh, moment and then also just laughed at by all the national media. But the Lions don't care because they go ahead and stop you again on defense. You know what was happening. There was this guy coming off the edge. He's Where's number 97? And it was time to do this. Unleash Hutch. I mean, we even checked in with Dan Campbell and wondered if he thought it was time as well. Wow. Yeah, so he, he, he thought, wow, but he also thought, it's time to do this, Oakry. You've had enough of that shit. That's what Green Bay said, they had enough of that. I'm struggling to find it. I know it's here somewhere. <laughs> Where is the Dan Campbell drop about Hutch? Here it is. Here you go, people. Unleash Hutch. I'm ready to unleash Hutch. <laughs> because the minute the ball's hiked, I just hear the music. That's Aiden Hutchinson, everybody, getting after quarterbacks. So, you know, him, the rest of everybody getting pressures, getting PB, uh, TFLs, PBUs, pressures, and sacks to get the football back to the Detroit Lions, who then went down the field, eight plays, 55 yards, four minutes off the clock, to a touchdown from Demo. 
aka by Chops D-Money. Um, you know, you guys have been seeing me. I, I got a little quick nickname segment. You've been seeing the new flow that I got going for Demo, Faux Show, for another sco. Um, this guy, he's a he's a slippery runner. He's a great dude. He can run between the tackles. He can run short yardage. He can catch the football. He's really been good for this team. So 14-3 to end quarter one. Absolute domination by the Lions in Cheddarville. And it would only continue because the Lions come out in the second quarter. They get a 33-yard field goal from Riley Patterson, who doesn't have a huge leg, but does seem to be hitting the conventional needed field goals, which is good. The Lions come back down. They get a quick two-play, seven-yard drive um, from Demo for another touchdown, twenty-four to three. <laughs> and you would think, there are they done? Are they going to keep coring it on? Is Green Bay going to come back? Are the refs going to help them? Well, not before the half would end because we get another field goal, twenty-seven to three. This was an absolute beatdown. I mean, the, the Green Bay Packers had absolutely nothing in the first half. You know, Hutch getting multiple sacks, us getting the ball out, us creating turnovers from J-U-U-U-R-R-Y-Y-Y. Jury Jacobs had two picks in this ballgame. And, and as we get kicking in, this, in the third quarter, I mean, sure, you knew the refs were going to try to impact the ball game. You knew Green Bay was going to do something, you would hope. I mean, we're not just going to come in there and beat them down 48-zip, are we? Well, it was looking that way. But no, I mean, the Green Bay Packers come out the gate they have a 12-play, 86-yard drive for three-and-a-half-plus minutes. Congratulations. You actually got down and got yourself a touchdown to Christian Watson. One yard. We decided not to cover their best receiver down by the goal line. Why the Lions don't cover anyone near the goal line, especially tight ends, I will never understand. But this was a gimme touchdown for them. Oh, wow. Then congratulations. You got a two-point conversion. Great. So now it's 27-11. to 11. And... This is a quick rant for everybody. Like, I love all Lions fans. You know we do this pod for the people. And the people consist of the millions. I know there's millions and millions of you Kool-Aid drinkers out there that are loving this team, love the Lions. I know there's plenty of bandwagon fans, you guys out there that have always hated on the Lions, and now we're like, how about those Lions? <laughs> like, we know all that is going on, but my rant is for this SOL, sky is falling, what's going to happen next, can we hold it, type mentality. And it, I heard so many fans out there wondering what was going to happen, clutching their pearls. And, and again, you guys know who my guy is, right? I talk about him all the time. He's the best in the business. Touchdown, Detroit Lions! Dapper Dan Miller, but I'm listening to the radio broadcast and I'm also looking at the scoreboard and it's 27-11. It was 27-3 and you would think this is a, you know, tie ball game. You would think this is a three-point ball game. I mean, I understand Dan Miller wanting to continue to say finish, continue to say there's lots of time on the clock, to continue to say he's seen lots of things happen in the game of football, especially in this stadium in the past. But that's what it is, people. In the past, this is a brand new Lions. This is a new football team. So I don't want to hear for 
you know, the whole third quarter, all this wondering how Green Bay is going to come back, wondering how the refs are going to screw us, humming, you know, just being ho-hum about every little thing that happens when it's 27 to 11. And then especially you start pouring out, oh, no, it's 27-17. We're going to lose. We're down 10. It's only two scores. Like, it just drives me so nuts because I never felt like this game was in doubt after it kicked off and the Lions got rolling. I don't know about you guys. I know I even put out a tweet from a little text exchange between me and at Chops and the D and all my buddies that were hitting me up like, oh, man, I'm a little nervous. Oh, the NFL is trying to take it from us. Oh, these refs. Oh, it's getting close. Can they hold on? I've seen this before. And it's just driving me nuts. You saw my reply back to Chops was, it doesn't matter what they do. This is not going to happen. They're not going to take this game, brother. Brother, it's 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 not gonna happen. I mean, let me tell you something, Green Bay, brother. Um, we're the better football team, and we proved it because right after it got close, only up ten, which is like a huge lead in the National Football League, we come right down the field, fourteen plays, seventy-five yards, eight fifty-two off the fourth quarter clock, to get another touchdown. From D. Mo David Montgomery. 34-17. That was just an absolute beautiful thing, you know? Just to put that stamp on and say, we're not going to give up this. We're not going anywhere. Okay, we had a little lull. You're probably going to have those in four quarters of football. They're still up 34-17 to now. And Green Bay decided they were going to kick a little field goal to try to make it look a little better. 34 to 20 this beatdown was. The Detroit Lions fans, the Kool-Aid drinkers, the loyal, die-hard fan base showed up large to Lambeau. You ran the mozzarella sticks out of their own stadium. You took over that stadium. The whole lower bowl was Honolulu blue and silver. You showed up big in the Amazon post game where you were chanting, you were hooting and hollering, you were going crazy while Jared Goff was calling out, which I made the mistake. I tweeted it out as quick as I could. I thought he was talking to Tony Gonzalez. I can't say I listened to the Amazon pregame for every word, who said what, what happened. I did catch wind that they had said he was a poor man's Matt Ryan. That word got back to Jared Goff as well. He had a little something for him. He said, I'm not a poor man's anything. I mean, we know there's a guy on this pod that would agree. And a lot of you are now on the train. (laughs) I've been saying TBD if you ask me, but we'll see. I hope he plays well. He continues to play well. Continues to lead this team. I now have a ticket on the golf train. I'm riding. I'm willing to extend this player. I'm willing to pay him. I think he's a more than suitable quarterback for the Detroit Lions and all the other playmakers we have around them as long as we can keep guys like Panay and Amon Ra and all the rookies we have and all the young cats and and guys on defense like Aiden Hutchinson. Um... I'll roll with him as my quarterback. He's been playing really well. So I love that Jared Goff not only took that shot, but he hears the doubters. He steps up. He plays good football, and then he can take shots. 
um, that's all fair and uh, fair and well when, when it comes to things. So, I uh, I love this game from top to bottom. You know, I I I was really worried about my boy Brian Branch when he went down multiple times, got taken to the locker room, got carted off. But uh, looks like he's gonna be good. He's a hell of a ball player. I mentioned my boy J U U U R R Y Y Y Jury Jacobs playing sticky, two picks, got his swagger back. Love to see it. Love the guy's mentality, no question. Uh, a couple tidbits from from Chops here. They sent me. They wanted to probably get on the show because he's busy doing eighty million things. And I was like, hey man, I got this solo show. Don't you worry. Um, you know, Chop said, "Man, what a great first quarter for this team. Three and one, two two prime time road dubskies against the Chiefs and the Cheddarheads. I mean, you gotta love it." Um, he agrees that Jared Goff is just playing so damn confident out on the football field. He loved the uh, the shot at uh, Fitz Magic as well, as well as just uh, leading this team. The rush defense has been absolutely out of this world. Uh, you know, the rookies continue to play. Sam Laporta. You know, I know you guys want to talk about, oh, I, I, I haven't seen enough from Jameer Gibbs. Like, I don't know what Lions fans expect sometimes. Did you expect this guy to just have multiple 100-yard games, two or three touchdowns by now, like 15 catches in the past game? I mean... You can see the talent. It's obvious, you know, when he, he's out on the field, when he touches it, you see his interviews, smart as could be, has a dog mentality, loves football. I just have no concerns about this player. Um, but obviously everyone still loves, you know, they don't, where's Jack Campbell been? I, haven't, I mean, Jack Campbell's been out there doing his thing. I mean, nice sack at the end of the half. He's, he's out there calling defenses. He's, he's hustling his, his butt off on every play. I mean... No concerns there. So all the rookies top to bottom, especially my boy, Brian Branch, um, out there doing things. And people, don't 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 hit me up on Twitter. Some of you draft nicks or some of you people that want to, um, when I'm out there doing the funny, my boy, Brian Branch, game. Uh, well, Okria, whose boy wasn't he? I mean, everyone knew he was going to be good. Really? It's very easy to say that now, all you people that weren't live on the audio like I was during the draft saying, I got Brian Branch in my 18 bucket for pick 18. Hey, you might want to consider Brian Branch at 34. That's my guy. Hey, why is Brian Branch still on the board? Go up and get him. And then Brad Holmes got got wind of that audio and then you know saw my Twitter and jumped up to get this player. I mean, yeah, everyone sort of liked him, but for some reason – all 32 plus NFL teams uh, passed on him multiple times and uh, didn't want him. And now everyone's saying, "Oh, I knew all along he's going to be a Pro Bowler." Oh man, I love his versatility. I had no issues with his speed. I mean, yeah, it's it's easy to say that now. And like I said, I love a lot of players in the draft. So I mean, that's part of it as well. But this was definitely a guy I had targeted. I know Chops liked him later in the process and, and mentioned him as well. So it's not like I was the only guy. And I, yes, some of you guys on Twitter were Brian Branch supporters. But a lot of you are doing what you always do, which is wait until after the fact and then saying, oh, see, I told you. I knew it. 
You didn't know nothing. You're just sort of like uh, jumping on the gravy train, which is fine. I mean, you you can you can have a little of that Brian Branch Kool-Aid if you want, no? Drink it in, uh... Double side, a piping hat. My boy, Brian Branch, uh, cornbread. Cornbread! Cornbread! But, uh, yeah, I was really worried about his injury. But, I mean, this is a huge win in the NFC North. This is a, a team that you needed to beat. You win and you not only beat, you beat them down in their house to take a lead in the division. The other two teams in the division hadn't even won a football game yet. I think Minnesota stumbled their way into a win and the Bears stumbled their way out of a win um, later in the week. But it doesn't matter. Like this was, this was to put you not only ahead, but you've got good ball games coming up, which we'll talk about later on the show. You're playing with confidence. You're going to get healthier. You, we got J-Mo back the day after, which I'll talk about here in a moment as well. Everything's rolling, and the NFC North is for the taking for the Detroit Lions. Um, and it's it's so fun to see. So I'm uh, I'm fired up about it, if you can't tell. And, uh, yeah, let's, let's go ahead and get our great sponsors in here. I hit what I wanted to hit in this first segment when we come back. I might drop some more crazy nicknames on you. I might do some shout-outs. I might talk about the Kool-Aid hotline a little bit. But what I really want to do is talk about this game with the Carolina Panthers heading into forward field, with the Lions trying to go to 4-1, and one. with the Lions getting flexed into a more primetime type ball games, with the Lions having a Monday Night Football game coming up before you know it. And all good Kool-Aid and cornbread going on with this team. So, everybody, get our great sponsors in here. Please check them out. Please tell everybody you got to check out this Kool-Aid cast, man. They don't just bore you to death. They give you some funny stuff. They give you some takes that are that are actually interesting. And uh, try to have some fun on the show. So, everybody, we'll be right back. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, everybody. This goes out to my fantasy football fans out there. Now, you probably heard about Reality Sports Online, the most powerful fantasy sports platform where owners can build and manage their fantasy team like a real NFL general manager. But the question is, have you tried it? I mean, we're talking free agency, multi-year contracts, rookie drafts, multi-team trades. You could put franchise tags on guys. Uh, it's as close as you're going to get to being an NFL GM. But do you think it sounds complicated? It's not. I'm here to tell you it's the best thing about Reality Sports Online is it's just more fun than your normal fantasy league. But it doesn't take barely any more time. After all this, are you still not sure? I mean, come on now. You can test your general manager skills by going over to Reality Sports Online, call it RSO. Please go check out realitysportsonline.com right now.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers, I'm back from the break. Thank you so much for listening to our sponsors. Thank you for checking out the show. Thank you for sharing the show. Never been bigger. Never been more loyal, diehard Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers out there. People repping this football team. I absolutely love to see it on so many different levels. Um, The Kool-Aid hotline, I mean, gosh, we've had... We've had some uh, calls come in, we've had texts, we've had takes, we've had predictions, we've had reactions. It's like too much to go through, to be honest. But uh, let's see what I got here. I mean, gosh, just looking at the bank. I mean, we've got we've got young Santa in like always. We got C-Mill from Wisco in enemy territory repping those Detroit Lions. He was loving this... This past victory that we had. Um, we got the Tunas in. Bo DeFrisco. KP from Real Deal Sports. Giving, giving love as always. Trevor um, from the Kool-Aid Fantasy League. The one and only Frank Ribble. I mean, the guy's everywhere. He's shouting me and Chops out. He's showing fish photos. Um, the, the guy's doing things. Cornbread Jerry, where you at? You were all over the show. I brought you on for a full show. I haven't heard from you. You've disappeared. The team's winning. And you live in North Kakalaki, Charlotte, North Carolina. Like, I think I gave you a Ric Flair drop when you were on the show. I mean, we're, 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 we're not heading to your territory, but your team in that area, even though your alliance honk is coming here. So you got to give us a Ric Flair woo for that, right? Woo! I mean, we got to drop the classic Ric Flair if we're going to do multiple Ric Flair drops because we're about to beat down the Carolina Panthers. This happens to be a chest-stealing, wheeling-dealing, limousine-riding, jet-flying, son of a gun! Woo! Um, like, can, can I get a shout? Can we get some, some hype from Steve from Cali? Where you been? Paul Jackson from Tampa. Loyal Detroit Kool-Aid drinker. He's too busy, like, worried about the XFL-USFL merger to to whoop it up anymore. I mean, Paul, let's go step your game up. We got we got Go Blue Lexi 117. I mean, she's out there repping that Michigan Wolverines, the Lions. We got Keith from Puerto Rico. He's always out there repping the show, giving us a retweet. Uh, Mike in the NYC. I mean, I, I could just go for days. What I'm going to do, though, this is all impromptu, people. I'm playing this one guy's call because... This guy showed up big, called the line, and it made me laugh. And I'm just going to give him a couple minutes here on the show. So this came into the Kool-Aid hotline. It's worthy to be played on the show. If you called in, you're like, why didn't you play my call? It didn't make the cut, but this did. What's going on, O'Cree? This is your boy, Stefan, a.k.a. Big Stash, out of Ann Arbor, Michigan. Now living in Atlanta. Had to give a shout-out and give you guys a call listening to the podcast, driving in this crazy ATL traffic. 
So I just wanted to reach out and say, go Lions, drink it in, all that. You know, this week we got the Packers. We're definitely going to destroy them. Um, my prediction is we win by 17 points. I think it's going to be that bad. I think they're a disgraceful team. I don't think that Jordan Love has any skills. He's a 50% passer. We're going to eat him alive. But I just wanted to call in. Last week on the show, you guys were talking, when you guys were at the Seattle game, um, uh, I heard your boy Chops in the D disrespecting fans that are wearing old Lions jerseys. <laughs> and I am a big fan of supporting the past as well as the present. So I had to call in and call, and call him out on that. And I just want to let him know that because he did that, I actually went online this week and bought none other than the old school go get em, number 10 Lions jersey. <laughs> Who is that, you ask? Oh, yes, Mr. Eastern Michigan himself, Charlie Batch. And I am going to go ahead and text you over a picture of the glory of my love for Charlie Batch. Everyone back home knows I love some Charlie Batch, so I had to get a uh, a jersey just to show Mr. Choppy, this is how we do it. you got to support your team no matter what, and that's what we're going to do. So I love you guys, love the show. Just wanted to give a quick little shout-out to you guys, uh, tell you guys I really appreciate the content, and I definitely love all you guys' antics and all the fun you have on the show. And drink it in, baby. Unleash. Go Honolulu Blue. Drink it in, man. Unleash. Had to give him a couple drops. First of all, like there's so much to unpack from that call. Stefan, I think he gave himself a, a handle, a, a nickname, Big Stash, I think is what he said from the ATL. I mean, gosh, when you come on the show with that type of energy, you you do like Kool-Aid gimmicks, you do funny voices, you give yourself a nickname, you call out that we're going to whoop the Packers by 17, which it should have been a 17 win. They had to get that cheap vehicle at the end, or you would have been entirely right. You said we were going to beat them down. The only thing you got wrong is you called out Chops for that take. I think that was actually my take because I was saying, why are we still wearing Kevin Jones? Why do we still have Kevin Smith? Why are you wearing Joey Harrington? Do we really need to see you in a Mike Williams? <laughs> that was my take. But the fact that you blamed it on Chops, you went and bought a Charlie Batch, as you said, <laughs> and repping that, the number 10, um, is, is funny on so many levels. Um, and, and just shouting out the show, why you like it, you, you like the goofiness, the gimmicks, the takes, um, that, that, that was funny to me, so I, I definitely uh, shared that around, and as I was poking through the messages here, I'm like, oh yeah, we gotta play stuff on from the ATL, that was a great call, so um, th that definitely made the cut, we need more people to step up like that, that call your shot, do the gimmicks, talk about uh, your nickname, say where you're from, um, move up those lines, drink it in, unleash, hutch, all that good stuff. We need, we need more people diving in that not only have a call, they have a take, it doesn't suck, it makes me laugh. And they bring the lumber. So really appreciate that, man. That, that was tremendous. But uh, the, those are my shouts. I, I guess the only other shout I want to give real quick is to this guy. At Notorious D-E-T. There's so many people that hit us up when we're down at the tailgate. I swear we could have sold hundreds of Detroit Kool-Aid shirts. Um, 
And I was just like, you got to go find this guy at Notorious DT. He's got great gear. So he's been putting out, I think he's even been teasing a potential shirt. I mean, it might have some of this involved. Well, let me tell you something, brother. It, it might have a little bit of this. Brother. And, and I, without spoiling it, I mean, it, it, it might have a, another tie-in as well. I'm just saying. I mean, it, I think it's going to be big, so... Go uh, hit him up on Twitter. Find him at NotoriousDET. Go to his Spotify shop. Buy his merch. Um, he's a good dude. Great friend of the show. And uh, love his stuff. I'm actually rocking a grit long sleeve tee that I bought from NotoriousDET right now while I'm doing the pod. So there you go. Um, and one other quick side thing, I, I don't know how I'm going to carve out the time, but I know we've been pumping up the uh, DKC Select. We appreciate all you guys that have subscribed. Um, we're definitely still trying to figure out how to, how and what type of content you want to hear. You know, I've been trying to, like, I want to do fantasy football and I want to do GM type draft stuff. I just got to get myself on a little bit of a schedule of when I can do it, a couple times a month, whatever it may be. I did make a big trade in a Dynasty Fantasy League. My boy, Saquon Barkley, was on my team. He got dealt straight up for Jameer Gibbs. (laughs) Um, This is Dynasty. This is rookie keeper type rules. And uh, I just think Jameer Gibbs is still going to be that incredible. So um, I thought it was worth it. About four to five plus year age difference. Barkley's always hurt. Gibbs is going to be dynamic as soon as this week against the Panthers. So tell me what you think about that deal. I think that's going to pay off nicely. You guys know we like to do the nicknames. We like to come up with stuff here on the show. Some of it we borrow from other people, other shows, other um, things that we come up with. Or some things come up organically and then we just run with them. Like, I don't know, I'm on Raw. Or... When Chops did this on a on a call that he made to the Kool-Aid hotline, 989-272-3484. And I was just like, yeah, that's gold. We got to keep that. <laughs> and I think he ended the call with this gem. Hashtag Choppy Likey. Which spawned Choppy Likey and all the other crazy goofiness that we do. So um, you know that that kind of stuff just pops up and then we just run with it. I mean, gosh, there's just so many on the show. Wow. I mean, all the stuff that we've come up with that shouldn't be funny, but is funny. Um, But here's a couple more to consider. Now, I know I kind of borrowed slash stole, but now we kind of made it part of the Kool-Aid cast. The Laporta Supporters with a bunch of A's at the end, right? You got to be a Laporta Supporter. But I got a new one for number 87. Consider this. I'm still workshopping it. Sam Laporta's been balling. What's he, like the top tight end in the game? Comes to receptions, yards, all this different stats, right? I don't have the stats in front of me. I'm not a stat guy. You guys know that. But I am a nickname guy. I do like to come up with unique stuff. So how about this? You hear a lot of people say, I am him, or he's him, or all this him stuff, which I'm not a fan of, to be honest. I mean, it's it's an odd thing. It kind of has some other intangibles that I'm not a... Um, I don't think we should be calling other people him. But how about this for Laporta? I am Sam. (laughs) And you could do Sam I am, 
green eggs and ham i am sand there's a whole bunch of things you could get into but like i just feel like when he makes a play you just need to stand up and be like i am sam let's go like instead of calling him him you just do i am sam i think that has some potential maybe along with the laporta supporters we can kind of mix it in you guys have been seeing me on twitter after number five scores touchdown saying demo Faux show, let's go, another sco, gimme mo. <laughs> like there's there's just so just think of anything that ends with with an O basically and you can mix it in with Demo. It's it's tremendous. So I want to see some of those on Twitter. You guys can find me at Derek Oakry, spelled D-E-R-E-K-O-K-R-I-E. I want to see things rhyming with Mo um, in conjunction with Demo scoring Mo touchdowns all day on the flow. Um, it's it's got lots of potential there, and then here's one for Jameer Gibbs. I, I know we have fun saying his name that way. I know he's called Ja. I know I've said hashtag getting Gibby with it. But like, how about like everyone likes to yell "Let's go" after big plays, right? Let's go, let's go. But how about like when Gibby makes a play, you just say "Gibby that." <laughs> First down, Gibby that. <laughs> like, he hits one, like, 50-yard touchdown. Gibby that touchdown. J-I-B-B-Y-D-A-T. Gibby that. Right here, right now for number 26 for the Detroit Lions. So those are just off the top of my head. Literally two minutes before the show, I scribbled those on a, on a yellow sticky note. And then I throw those on the show. So, let's... um. Let's do a couple more things. Let's. I'm looking at my uh, scribble here. I let's just get in this Carolina game. Try to keep this show timely for you guys. You can listen to it on the ride to work, at the gym, um, in the car, uh, whatever you want to do. We try to make it anywhere from 30 to 45. I know we go longer, but hey, if the show's fun and we're talking about Lions Dubskies, we we go an hour, hour 30. You guys still listen. We love it. So um, it is what it is. But um, talking about this Carolina game, like, there's a couple things I want to say about it. First of all, the Carolinas, in case you don't know, they've won absolutely zero football games. They have a rookie quarterback. They have some injuries on defense. They don't have many primetime playmakers. I mean, I still like my boy, DJ Chark. Um, I've always been kind of a Miles Sanders fan, but those guys aren't people that scare you. Don't tell me about Adam Thielen. I know he's had a decent year. I know about his past where he's the white, you know, technical receiver that somehow puts up numbers. This this guy's not anybody that's going to scare you. I'm not scheming for Adam Thielen. He'll probably be hurt by the first quarter or will, you know, catch a late touchdown maybe. But... Yeah, he's not going to do much. So this isn't a team that scares me on many levels whatsoever. I do love Brian Burns on defense. Frankie Louvu um, at, at linebacker can fly around. I like my guy Chin at safety slash linebacker slash corner slash blitzer slash whatever they have him doing these days. Um, I, I, I still think their stud corner um, Horn is uh, is out. I believe he's he's going to be out for a while. So you know this is. I'm just thinking off the top of my head with this ball game. Like, I don't see them out scheming us. I don't see them being tougher than us. They're not more talented than us. It's in our house. 
Um, this is a game where it's not even me getting like cocky or getting all lubed up with the Kool-Aid. It's like, you should just go out and beat the hell out of this team. Seriously, you should use, this is one where I think the Lions are favored, I heard, by like eight. This is one I feel like you should get by 10 plus. You should get maybe by two touchdowns. And, and another side rant I have kind of as we wind the show down a little bit is like, Everyone out there, fans and everybody, I already did my rant about you people that just worry about everything or act like we can't have a good football team or ever say that we're good. I I always come on here and say, man, it's the National Football League. Like, every game's close. Like, you know, anybody can beat anybody, and all that's true. But in that same respect, you can, like, respect your opponents and also know that, like, you don't have to be scared of success. Like, good football teams play good. Great football teams win consistently. Home, road, opponent, good opponent, bad opponent, doesn't matter. We have the top rush defense in the game right now. I think we're, like, holding teams, like, 50 yards rushing, and, like, the average is, what, 120, 140, somewhere in there. I think I saw that number recently. Um, You know, we realize that the Carolina Panthers somehow, some way, ran all over us last year on that concrete turf they had down there in North Kakalaki. Like, for what, 300? Yeah, that's not happening. You know, they're not going to come on here and, and, and do anything like that again. Like, we, it's not a revenge game, but the Lions definitely want to go get that right, get that win back. The Lions have been creating turnovers, whether it be Jury, whether it be my boy, my boy, Brian Branch, or, you know, the, the D-line getting after people, pressures, sacks, fumbles, uh, you know, whatever it may be. So you win the turnover battle, you win ball games. You ever hear that on the show before? Because that continues to be true week after week after week, both for our team and basically every other team in, in, in the game. And, and and I don't know if you've checked, but we have a dominant O-line that's only getting healthier. We have a nasty, hustle-filled D-line with Hutch, Charles, uh, Big Bugs, um, as well as Kaminsky, who's all hustle, and plenty of other guys out there doing work. So when you have the trenches covered, you create turnovers. You don't give up any rush yards. You get after people on second and third down when they try to throw it on you. Like, go out and just keep doing all that and take care of this team. Don't give me the up-down theory. Don't give me the, oh, this is a trap game. I don't want to hear about, oh, we got to worry about this. We got to worry about that. Oh, this is the type of game the the Lions always come up short. No. I don't want to hear any of that right now. I want the Lions coming confident. I want them to play their type of football. And I want them to show it on the field, respect their opponents, but also beat them down. Beat them down from the kickoff to the final whistle. That's what I want to see. So my prediction for this game is Lions 31. You know, Panthers, I'll give them 17, I guess. 31-17, a fun win. I didn't even get into my JMO rant, but he's back. All you people that continue to want to act like, oh, well, I don't know. He's 
He, I don't. He's not the uh, true professional that I like him to be. You want to know why he's not? Because he's a dog. D a w g. This guy's swaggy. This isn't guy uh, spending all his nights and weekends in the playbook. But he knows what he needs to do. Get him the football. He doesn't need to be babied. We don't need to bring him in for eight snaps. Get him out there on the field. Send him deep. Throw him the football and crossers. Whatever it is. He'll score touchdowns for you. It sounds like E-Man. Emmanuel Mosley's going to be out there. He's a good corner. If he's healthy, that'll help this football team. So I see this being a really fun game for all you Kool-Aid drinkers that'll be in Ford Field. I see it as a big dub ski for this football team. Four and one. Heading to Tampa Bay that just got flexed to 425. They want to have the lads on that. You know, late afternoon Fox prime time type slot. And don't tell me that we can't go down and get my guy, Baker Mayfield. Like, that's where the voice started. And now I just do the voice for everything because it's funny and you guys like it. Um, There's no reason we can't go down and get Tampa. There's no reason we can't come back and get that Monday nighter uh, against the Raiders. Uh, you know, I think we got the Ravens mixed in there, and then it's the bye week. I'm telling you, heading into that bye week with one or two L's at most. You heard it here first. So drink it in, everybody. Drink it in, man. And drink it in some more. Drink it in, man. Some of that delicious Honolulu blue flavored Kool Aid tastes like victory. And I'll catch you next time right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Take care, everybody. I'm out. Pack the bag, start the plane. This game is over. It is over. What a comeback by the Lions. Drink it in, man.